Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back to Conversation Time. Today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my very best friends. Her name is Joanna Roebuck and she is probably one of the most positive, happiest and just energetic people you will ever come across in your life. I know that she's had low times and times of negativity but even through those periods she's been so optimistic and just always, always looks on the bright side of life, which is just one of my favorite things ever about her. So before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to go through a few things with you just so that as you're listening, you're not wondering what's going on. So a bit of background on Jo. Jo has done two cultural representative programs, which we call CRPs. She also did an ICP, which is an international college program. These are all Disney programs. Um, I met her on her second cultural representative program on my first cultural representative program and I honestly don't think a day has gone by where we haven't spoken every single day. That is how close Joe and I are and she's just an absolute ray of sunshine. So in this episode she will talk about a girl called Beth. Beth she knows from her cultural representative programs and Beth is also living out in America where Joe is. They both live in Orlando, Florida with their husbands and Joe has just literally as you're listening to this episode she had just moved into her brand new built house that her her husband and her wonderful rescue dog Toby just moved into so it's all very exciting and I think that should get you up to speed I think we do mention the name of one of the the managers who is called Greta so if you're wondering who Greta is she is a manager and that should clear everything up for you before you go into this episode I really really hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation if you'd like to follow Joe on Instagram you can find her at joe j-o underscore Maisie m-a-i-s S-E-Y and I would 10 out of 10 recommend following her as you will see lots of Disney dog content and just a human living her best life. So without further ado, let's get straight into the conversation. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm just so swell. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you. How is it in your new home? It's good. It's very weird. This is like day three. So it's like adjusting to everything. Like the first night I like barely slept. I like literally took like a four and a half hour nap because I was just like, you know, when they, what's that noise? What's that noise? Like, and we also didn't have any blinds anywhere. And, um, the day we moved in, um, I was with Beth and we were sat on our stairs and these two construction guys like came up to my window, like my back window and like looked in. So I felt super unsafe. Um, so Ben was like, right, we're getting the security cameras up. We're getting the blinds up. This Aww. is not happening. But I think it was just wanted to see if like anybody was in, like not to be like, I don't know, like unsafe. I think it was just like they were working on the house next door and was like, yeah. oh, we've got to make sure there's like either no one in or there is people in. So it was like, everyone moved in at the same time or was there already people living there and then there's already people living there so we took toby around for a walk today and there was this guy and it's like so cute it's like living on wisteria lane <laughs> it's so cute like someone came over and was like oh like like our back door neighbors well our garden that matches onto their garden they're growing like avocados and guava and stuff I'm like whenever it's ready you can have some and mm. then they like bake brought over like baked goods which is so cute and like when you're on a walk and I was like good morning and I'm like this is really weird but I always think I'm like do people think I'm a kid or do they think I'm an adult oh, you I know I totally get that I feel like that now in even like whatever I do I'm always wondering how people are looking at me if they look at me like I am a 27 year old woman or if they look at me like I'm a 16 year old girl yeah, it's weird. I'm like, oh, because I feel like I'm a kid. I've got blooming braids in today. And I don't know. I feel like I still feel like I'm 20, 21. But do I look like to kids? Do I look like I'm an adult? Or am I, I feel young, like my teenager, you know? I kind what? of wonder if you go through life always feeling like that, I guess I should ask like my mum how she feels or like my nan and granddad. But I always, I feel like when I was younger, when I was 16, I always wanted to look older than I was. And I always yeah. felt like I looked about 10. 
and then I guess I've always gone through life wondering if I look younger than I am or if I look my age or but I mean like your life what you're living is that of a 28 year old but you know I, I don't know I think it's so weird because like I could never I would never see myself like having a house or being married like I legit could never see myself ever being married but I think the way that me and Ben met and like how our lives like came together I was like oh maybe it's because I could never see myself having a wedding rather than me never being married yeah does that make sense yeah it does make sense it's strange because I feel like I guess for you you are living the dream really like your dream something that you've always wanted isn't it like you've yeah kind of and maybe it's not something that you've ever you know written down as like a I always want to do this and I want to do that but I guess when you were younger like you said you always wanted to you had that dream when you were a kid like you always wanted to live in America and I guess like have the life you've got and completely unintentionally that life's happened for you yeah 100% I just I feel like the way that my life's planned, like planned out is not how I wanted it to be or like not necessarily wanted it to be, like how I ever imagined it would be. Like I've always felt like such a connection to Orlando, like since I was so young, like we first came to Disney when I was four, we like came every year for Christmas and Christmas at home to me is not a normal Christmas. Christmas Mm. is here and which is what's really helped me adapt to actually living here. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not something that I've ever gone out and like chased me. Like, okay, like this is my dream. My dream is to live in America. Let's make it happen. Yeah. That's never been what it is. Like I came out on the, I did an ICP, which was just three months when I worked in Magic Kingdom. And then I was like, okay, well, three months isn't long enough. I want to come out. Oh, there's a year long program. I want to do that. So I did that in 2014 to 2015. And then I was like, okay, right. I'm going to go home. I got a real job. I moved back in with my family. And then I was like, okay, this is my stepping stone to get a career boyfriend. That's what my mom and dad really wanted me to do. Um, And I remember I was working at a hotel and I just had really a really shitty week. Oh, can I swear on here? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really shitty week and um, I saw the applications were open again and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply um, and see what happens. If I don't get it, I'm not going to be upset about it because I've already done it. Like it is what mm. it is. Um, but if I get it, it's for a reason. And I know at this point, not it wasn't a big thing to be a returner me and Ella were like, I think the first two of like the strain of people that kept coming back, um, every other week. Um, but we were like pretty much the original two, um, for returners. And so I was like, I reached out to Greta. I was like, I just want to let you know that I have, um, applied. It is what it is kind of vibe. Um, and my mom and dad were like, "Mm, don't think you should do it. Don't think you should do it. But you know, leave it up to fate. And I always believe in that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, Uh, I'm not religious or anything, but I do believe that everything happens for a reason and everything that is meant to be will be. You just got to kind of just trust the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got a plan for you. Um, So time went on and my mom and dad were like, no, I don't think you should do it. And then my mom and dad went on um, the Disney magic around the Met and my mom actually messaged me saying hey we're on this cruise and if you get disney then you completely have our blessing because we know that this is like what you want and we know how you love making magic and making guests um vacations so if you get it you now have our blessing and it was like two hours later that i got an email saying congratulations that's wild Oh, I've got goosebumps. (laughs) Isn't that so crazy that it's just like, okay, like the world is waiting for my mom and dad to be like, okay, this is what you can do. Like you have a blessing to do it. And then I got that email. Isn't that nuts? That is crazy. How nice though. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I know. And I actually, I was out on the program and I was actually going to self-term. I remember. I remember you didn't enjoy it at the beginning. No, I really, really, really struggled. Um, And I was like, why am I here? I am doing six days a week, open till close. And I remember we were just so tired, me and Ella were. And I just was upstairs and I was just crying. But I was crying for like, not not because I didn't like it. I was just crying because I was so tired. I felt just a little trapped, I think. And I was upstairs crying and Greta was like, what can I do for you? I was like, I just want to go see Wishes. Aww. And she gave me an Ella the night off because it was really quiet. And we just went and it was pouring rain in Magic Kingdom. And we just watched Wishes and we cried. And I was like, okay, I, I can do this. I just needed a bit of Disney magic in my life. Yeah. Just yeah, to like was- remind you why you're there. and Exactly. Because when you, when you are in Epcot, you look around and the only things that really remind you of being in Disney is you see Alice every now and then you see Mary Poppins. Um, but when you're in that pub, it can, it does feel like a British pub, you know? Yeah. Except from the outfit. <laughs> oh, girl, I wear that at home all the time. Oh, I love what it. About you? <laughs> it but, is yeah. strange. It's so strange, isn't it? I think that's the thing about Epcot though in general I think a lot of adults love going there because they don't feel like they're at Disney especially as there's so much drinking no one really associates drinking with Disney so it's like well I'm just you know having a bar crawl right now and having a great time with the kids at home with mum and dad yeah but I remember when I was a kid when I was like oh we're going to Epcot oh I used to think it was so boring and we used to do like the kid cop fun stop and I was like hmm this is great. And we would be in Mexico. My parents were having margaritas. And I was like, can we like go to Magic Kingdom or something else? Because yeah. it's boring. I found it so boring. And then I turned 21. I was like, no, this is my favorite park. Right. I feel like when you are a kid, you don't appreciate any of it. And it's like the whole culture side of it with the food, the drink, everything. As yeah. a kid, you're just like, oh, it's such a big park and it's so hot and I'm just being dragged around. And then when you get older, you're like, this is such a great park. There's, you know, there's rides, but I'm here for the food. I'm here for the drink. Yeah, it's great. Love it now. 100%. It's so strange. Yeah, but I was going to self-term after that. And then my friend Beth came. Um, and she's like, please just wait for me. Please just wait for me. And then she came. And then I remember um, that I met Ben. I went on a date with Ben. And that date, first day that I met him in July, I was like, I'm staying. Really? Yeah, because I was like, no, this is not fulfilling me in the way that I wanted it to. And then obviously I got talking to Ben and then went on a date with him. And now I'm here like three and a half years later. (laughs) Was it love at first sight for you? Like, did you know straight away? 100%. I like, I remember we were in Universal. I was there on my Fat Tuesday and he was taking pictures with me like on Snapchat, but like posting them to his like story that everybody could see. And I was like, this guy is either like a fuck boy or he is the one. And I remember he was like talking to his friend at that one point. And I was really stressed because I had lasses that night and it was like a theme. I think it might've been your last. Might've been, cause I left in July. It was the, I, I think it was some sort of party animal and I went as a unicorn and yeah. Yeah. I think it was that. I think I was I was organizing lasses anyway, and I was like super stressed out for that day. And mm. I was like, mm, I don't know if this is like doing it for me. And then he was like taking this photo. I was like, okay, what? And then we were on Men in Black, and I was like, I won, I won. What do I get? As I as I went, and he kissed me. Oh, our first kiss was on Men in Black. Love that ride. Yeah, isn't that such a good ride? And I won. Oh. And then just from there. Within a week, I was his girlfriend. And then within four months, we were engaged and then yeah. married. That's like my mom and dad, though. They they met within four months. They were engaged and then got married. And, you know, if you didn't have dementia, they'd still be together now. And that's like 30-something right. years. So I always think you don't have to... There's so many people that think when you get married that quickly, it's not right. And it's kind of a rush. But it's like, when you know, you know. Why wouldn't you? 100%. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I completely get that. And... I also like really trust my mom and dad's like gut because they said to me, they've always said to me, I, I dated this guy once and I like wasn't going to go to Disney for him. I was like, 
he's the one. And my mom said to me, um, go to Disney. There's, that's one year out of, out of your forever. If it's meant to be, it'll be just go live your life and then come back. And then we broke up anyway. Um, and then I was really expecting my mom to say that about Ben because I called her and I was like, mom, like, I think I'm going to break up with Ben. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I really love him. And I just like, don't want to get my heart broke um, from just keep dating him and like falling more in love with him. I just like, don't know what to do. And she was like, just, just stay with him. Like if it's meant to be, it'll be. And then I told her, I was like, I think we're going to get married. And she went, I completely 100% like support that because I was really expecting her to be like, okay, come home for 18 months. Yeah. And then 18 months, like you'll be together and you can get married then. But mm-hmm. she was like, Joanna, he is a male version of you. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one better than Ben and they love him so much. Ben is the best person I've ever met in my entire life. He's so, so nice. He's so great. And he's the, just the purest soul I've ever met. That makes me so happy hearing you talk about like your relationship like that. Cause I think, I guess you go through life and you've had relationships that you've not loved or you've kind of thought you, you really enjoyed and then you've come out of them devastated or however you felt. And then you like, everything's worked out exactly how it's meant to be. And now you're in this really loving relationship that you just like you guys, whenever I see your Instagram story, you have so much fun together. You are literally the same person and like even when we're all together I don't know there's just like such a lovely bond between you and I think anyone can see that and it's just I don't know it just it feels really nice to see like how in love you are and how much you work yeah I I feel like with any other relationship I've ever been in I felt like I was in a relationship and like be with them but when when Ben's around he's like when's Beth coming over when can I see Haley? when can I see Chris when I when can we see Lucy when can we see like all of my friends he's like oh I love Sean I love James like all the people that are my best friends mm. are now his best friends yeah I mean he could always speak for himself they're not his like you know what I mean yeah. they's just like he just loves all my friends so much that it's never like, oh, Ben's here, like it's a third wheel, or my friends ever feel like Ben is a third wheel. Yeah. He's just, he's, I think people see him more for Ben. Ben is way more of a nicer person than I am. No, not at all. You're both equally as lovely as each other. (laughs) He's so nice. And I'm like, he, no, honestly, he is nicer than I am. He's just the purest of souls but I'm more, I'm a hard ass. You have to have one in the relationship though. I am. I feel like with like friendships and stuff, I give people a lot of chances, but when you do one thing that's really, in my eyes, unforgivable or shady or you're manipulating or anything like that, you're dead to me. Which I think is actually a really good thing because I think it shows that you know your value as a human being and your value as a friend. And like, there's so many people in life that they give people so many second chances because they're really, really nice and think, you know, that people will change. And I think you're a kind of person that will respect your your boundaries, respect yourself and know when it's time to walk away and when it's time to be like, no, I'm putting myself first. And I know that if I continue with this person, they're going to hurt me again. And I'm better than that, which so many people need to be more like that. Um, And I think, yeah, of course, if someone is going to change and if someone has done something like they genuinely feel bad for and are willing to, you know, admit that, then great. But also, like you're saying, people that are, you know, going through life manipulating you and you've gone no fuck that this is this is so not the kind of person I want in my life I think it's so strong that you have the capability to do that yeah 100% I don't know I just always feel like I do give people so many chances or like I know their tendencies like if they're stubborn and I'm like, oh, okay, like I, I'll just get over that. But when you don't do something to me or my friends or anything like that, 
I'm like, no, you're actually dead to me. I've lost like a few friends just from stuff that they've done that I completely and utterly like go against my values. And do you know what the hardest part is? Is like no one tells you like when you lose a friend, it's like in a relationship, like, okay, like we broke up and that's it. You mm-hmm. don't have that healing from like friends, you know? Yeah. You don't have that closure or like people just expect you to get over from a friend that's been in your life for however many years or months or whatever. And then when you lose them, you're like, oh, they're not in my life anymore. Can't go just like text them, you know? It's weird, isn't it? Because everyone always says a breakup is just a boyfriend and a girlfriend or a girlfriend and a girlfriend, a boyfriend and a boyfriend, like just a romantic breakup. But yeah. it's not, there's, there's definitely relationships that like if you and I, were to no longer be friends that would be a genuine breakup because I feel like we are so close and we have that interaction every single day and to lose that would suddenly be like oh fuck you know yeah. like I would absolutely hate that I don't even want to think about us not being friends no, that breaks my heart it's just so strange to me that like no one ever teaches you like a friendship breakup and honestly I think friendship breakups are the worst than relationship breakups oh my like romantic ones massively because you, you call your friends if you have a breakup you're like you call your friends you're like right let's i'm like right we're going to cowboys we're doing this we're doing that and then when you lose a friend you just expect it to get over it exactly and there's no one there to help you through it or like you've got another friend that didn't understand the friendship that you had with that person and why it's such a big deal to you whereas when you break up with like if i broke up with a boy then you'd understand because it's something that i guess you've gone through before and you know how to get me through it but if it's me breaking up with like Lucy or you then there's no one who understands the friendship so it would be like whoa what I know isn't that so sad so sad I mean I don't think that will ever happen to us never I could never imagine you not in my life no same how wild that Disney brought us together like I remember being at Disney and I've kind of always gone through my life really craving um like a really small girl best friend group when I was at Disney I felt like I didn't have a girl group I had two best friends at the time when I got there which were Matthew and Jacob who I'm still really good friends with now but I always saw other groups there with like girls that they were really close with they'd go on like vacation with and I was like I really want that and then out of literally nowhere I suddenly became really really close with you guys and we've genuinely been like the best of friends since which is so so nice and I honestly think all through my adulthood and everything will always be just as close as we are now yeah I completely agree and it's really interesting because my sister did an ICP and I she had bridesmaids that she met on her ICP she had one girl from uni Mm -hmm. and then the rest are people that she met at Disney and I was like it's very true what you say like I feel like I met my bridesmaids working at Disney not that I had, didn't have, I didn't have a wedding, yeah. but like if I had one, like that would have been like people I met on the Disney program. And yeah. I used to get like, not bullied at school, but looked at very different because like I used to love watching Hannah Montana and Camp Rock and High School Musical and all that stuff. And everybody at school was like, you're so weird. And I was like Little Miss Disney. And it was, it's crazy because like when I, I remember the first housing, um, party they did and everybody was just like doing the pop it like it poke it and I was like (laughs) these are my people like I found my calling and it'd be like a disco but it'd be like everybody would start singing high school musical or camp rock and Mm. I was like wow like this is really really cool because I thought that I was the weird one there's so many of us weird ones with you I know and I love it I like I love it so much. I find it so weird how being at Disney and meeting all those people at Disney, like you just suddenly realize there's so many people like you in the world. Because there's so like when I went and did my universal program when I was at uni, there were loads of people there like, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think I'd do it because I just don't really like Disney very much. And I was like, Disney and Universal aren't the same thing. And they'd be like, but they just didn't understand why I was going and even when I was coming out for my second program and I quit my job in London and I said I think I'm going to go back to Disney and even when I got there and I explained I'd done a year at Disney everyone kind of looked at me like okay that's a bit weird and I was like you don't get it it's you get two kinds of people you either get the people that are like all right go you do you boo or you get the people like 
you're so lucky. And I hate that phrase so much. Like I'm not lucky that I came on a Disney program. I applied, I went to the interviews and I got it. Like, I don't feel like I'm lucky. Like, because people are like, oh, you're so lucky that you're doing this. I'm like, well, did you apply? No, then I'm not lucky. Yeah. I I feel like it's lucky that I, like our programs overlapped. Mm. And I feel like I'm lucky that I met Ben. Mm, Do I? Mm, I don't think I do actually, because no, yeah, no. I feel like, because I put myself out there. Yeah. You make your own luck in this world. I wouldn't say that like somebody just sits there and like, just gives it to you. No, I agree. And I think everyone kind of, I mean, through life, I guess everyone has a different perception of how things are happening for them and how things are showing up for them. And I think I manifested going to Disney, but I also put in the effort to get there. Like I didn't just think, oh, cool, it's going to land in my lap. Obviously I applied for it. And then I went to the interviews and I, there were people there that didn't get it and maybe put in more effort than me in the interviews. But there's, as a, I guess the person who's interviewing, they know if you're right for the job or not. And if you've got the skills for the job. And I, there were definitely people there that were not as suited to the job, but way more passionate than I, than I was, but didn't get it. And for whatever reason, they didn't get it. Maybe they got it another year and maybe that wasn't their time for it and it will happen in the future or if it's already happened, but a different year. But yeah, like you're totally right. Like I think we do make our own luck if I if I didn't apply for that and put in the effort then I, I wouldn't be there but 100%. I don't know like I, I do like obviously I believe in the law of attraction I don't know do you do you believe yeah, in I, yeah I do too I really do believe in it all those posy vibes all those posy vibes and it's actually so cute so Pete Hannah messaged me the other day mm-hmm. we love Pete and um <laughs> He said, because obviously I posted that I like we were in the house and he messaged me and he was like, I'm really proud of you both that you've dealt with this and you finally got it because we weren't, we went to close on this house a month ago, but obviously because of COVID, we couldn't. And then they're like, you need to go get a job. It needs to pay this much an hour. You need to get these many hours a week, blah, 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 blah. And like, honestly, I sold my soul. Yeah. I swear I sold my soul. And I made it happen. But I think there's a difference of you sitting there and just being like, I really want a house and it Mm -hmm. coming to you. And then you're like, okay, well, I really want a house and this is the house that I want. And we've built this house. And now I'm like, I've done this whole thing. I'm not going to let this pandemic ruin it. And I'm like, okay, you have to, you have to go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there and just wish for it or look at it and be like, oh, one day you're going to be mine. It's like, no, like you have the opportunity, go and grab it. Massively. I think that's maybe like a miscommunication that people have with the law of attraction and manifesting. Like you can sit there and say, I really want this, but unless you put in 110% and actually do the groundwork to get it, it won't ever be yours. You have to be prepared that it is a lot of work still. And oh my God, did you work your ass off to close on that house, which obviously sat over here, so impressed by everything you did. And obviously for you, it wasn't easy. Like you definitely jumped through some hoops and you definitely had some bad days and a little bit of negativity, but you came out of it on top every single time, which I think just shows how relentless you are and how much you want it and how much you're willing to give to get what you want. Like watching you have those days when you were like, I just can't do this. Like this has gone wrong. This has gone wrong. And you sounded so defeated, but you weren't. You still got up every single day and were like, I can, I can still do this. I'm doing this for exactly what I want and for our future. And I will get it. It's going to be an uphill struggle. But like, look at you now. You're literally in your bedroom, in your brand new house. <laughs> so happy. And like all that hard work's paid off. Yeah, it's like I, when I listened to your podcast yesterday with Lucy, and she said that you don't, ha- you don't see a rainbow without any rain. And I was just like, oh, that's so true. Like I'm in this house now and I just, I would come home crying to Ben like, oh, I can't do this. I'll like send voice notes to you. And I'm like, I just want to shove my head in an oven. Like I just don't, I just, I just did not see that I could ever be sat in this house. And honestly, it's just a pile of bricks if I'm being completely honest. Mm. Like I don't, I don't like being like, oh, this is my house. Like, I'm not a gloaty, gloaty, is that even a word? A gloaty person. (laughs) Like, I don't ever want to be like, this is 
look at what I have. This is what I have, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, I'm so proud of myself and I'm so proud of Ben. And if I can go through everything that I have done with Ben, Mm -hmm. I feel like anyone can do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. If our marriage can sustain almost three years of everything that we've just been through, then we can, I can do forever with him. Yeah. Like you've gone through so many hardships and you've come out of it even stronger. That it just shows you that you're a really good team and you work really well together and anything life throws at you, you're going to be fine and you're going to be able to brush off or work through and, you know, as a couple become stronger. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so crazy. Cause I have people message me on Instagram being like, you're so like, you're so lucky. And I just hate it. Cause I don't want to be like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, me and Beth were talking about this the other day. Cause I was like, I don't like feeling like I'm bragging about anything, mm-hmm. but also like when I'm on Instagram and I'm like, Instagram is the biggest way that I can communicate to like all of my family and my mm-hmm. friends that I'm like, okay, this is our house. Like, this is what we're doing. I'm thinking of doing this. Oh, I'm in magic kingdom today. Like it, my family can watch my whole Instagram story and know exactly what I've done. And I can speak to them once in a day. Yeah. It's the biggest form of communication, especially from my first CRP. My mom was like, I want to hear from you, but it's fine. Just keep posting on Snapchat. And then I can just see all the fun that you're having, but I'm not, it's really hard to understand if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bragging. Cause I not, but I know that I have, the life that a lot of people want to have. When I have these conversations with people, when I, I know that they would do anything to live here and be here and work for Disney and have a house. And it honestly, it makes me just want to like go into a shell and just be like, I, how would you explain it, Haley? Because I, I don't know. I know what you're saying because you feel like there's, and I get there is definitely so many people that would kill for the life you have. But you don't want to be that person that stood there putting on a pedestal, being like, I'm amazing, I'm the best, I'm living the life that you want to live. But at the same time, I feel like you, I don't know, like I don't ever want you to feel guilty for like absolutely adoring the fact that you're living like your dream like you're having the best time ever and you know you definitely go through hard times as well but you're definitely you know like living this life that I guess other people want but you also are trying to say that it's not you know everything the be all and end all right um that's exactly right yeah like you're working hard for it and you don't see everything behind the scenes that goes wrong or is difficult but at the same time you're you're still having such a a lovely life. Yeah, I truly do love my life. And I think what a lot of people think, especially when they do a CRP, is that they think that when you live here full-time, it's just a continuation of your CRP. And it's really not. It's like, you don't go to Bahama or BJ's after work. You don't go out every single night. Like, I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. Mm -hmm. And I have a house, like I have bills to pay and it's really lonely. It's so lonely. And you live for these times where people come back for Halloween Horror Nights and they like October is such a fun month because you know that people from the UK that you did programs with come back and they come back for two, three, even four weeks And that's when you don't feel so lonely anymore, you know? Like, I'm so thankful that I have Beth here, but I barely see her. We probably see each other once every two weeks, maybe even once a month. I didn't even see her for like four months. And she literally lived around the corner from me because again, she's a wife, she's a dog mom, she has bills to pay. She has has her own life here, but it's just nice that I can pick up the phone. I'm like, okay, what are you doing today? And like, I need to see you or Hmm. vice versa. But- that's just one friend. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think so many people that do that program, um, they, they love it so much. And it is such a carefree lifestyle. Like your rent comes out of your paychecks. You never actually physically pay it. It comes out before you've even seen it. So that's sorted. You're not paying bills. It's just rent take care, like takes care of everything that needs to be taken care of. You don't, 
really have a car if you do have a car then you know you're just doing the basic things on that like putting gas in it and you know you're you're working and living with all your friends and you see them every single day and there's always an event going on that you can go to and if you're best friends busy then there's always other friends that you can hang out with or when you're at work you're always going to be working with your friends or like your best friend or in my case my boyfriend and you know you've always got someone there and then when you live there with your husband you've you've just got your husband and his family and any of the friends that are still there that live there permanently and it's like building a, a life from scratch, which I really commend you for because it is a lot to move your life over to the other side of the world and start from scratch and, you know, build it up to what it is now. And it's not, it's not taken you one night to do that. It's been like, I guess, I guess like a working progress. Yeah, 100%. And that's, I think that's what people need to understand when you do come out here that it's not. And if you do decide to live here, because a few people, they still live here that did programs and it is lonely. Every time I talk to them, they're like, it's really lonely. We need to hang out soon. But then life just gets in the way, which mm -hmm. I'm, it does anywhere in the world. Um, and then you just like, don't end up seeing them. And it's really, it's a very different way of life. Like I went to um, the doctors a couple of months ago, maybe the beginning of the year. Um, and I didn't have like the best news in the world. So I went and I was like freaking out and I was crying and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, this is just so overwhelming because how everything is done in a doctor's office in the UK is completely different to here mm. where like, what's your insurance? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what? like I, I have no, like no clue yeah. what's right. And they're like, okay, well your, your bill's like a grand. And I'm like, yeah. For what? Like for what? Like I don't, mm -hmm. everything is so different here, but it's very similar at the same time. I was even walking Toby this morning and there was this dog barking at him, but it sounded like a cockerel. Right. And then like, what's a cockerel? And I was like, it's like a he chicken. You didn't know what a cockerel was? No, he doesn't know what a cockerel was. And I was like, it's like a chicken that goes and he was like, it's a rooster. And I'm like, what? It's just weird. And it's like, babe, change, you're changing the shower head. I'm like, I need a spanner. And he's like, what's a spanner? And I'm like, I don't know, but I need a spanner. And he's like, what is that? And like, he had to Google it. And it's like, oh, it's an adjustable wrench. It's just so weird that we speak the same language, but so many things are different. Especially in America. Completely. And even yeah. talking to my mom and dad about this house, my dad was like, you just need to go to the bank and do this and that. And none of it is the same. My dad was really concerned they built our house on sand. And he's like, that's not right. And I asked Ben and Ben's like, no, that is right. Like every house here is built on like sand. So strange. Isn't that nuts? Like you can't, I can't even talk to my family without them being like, that's not right. And they're like, well, that's how things are done here. It's so weird because it's like there's so many things that you're not taught at school in the UK, like how to do your taxes, how to buy a house, how to like yada, yada, yada. And then when it comes to doing it on the opposite side of the world where they do things completely different, it's like, well, how do I navigate this? If I've never been taught how to do it the British way, how do I do it the American way? Correct. Like I've been here almost four years and I still write the date, day, month, year, because in my head that makes sense. Yeah. There's so many things, but the thing is, there's so many things here that make sense, like garbage disposal in the sink. Yeah. That's amazing. Turning right on red. That is amazing. Yeah. Like some things that like Britain need to be like, you need to do this, but like they need to catch up to the American ways. But then there's some things here that I'm like, oh, that makes zero sense. Why do you have it this way? It's the, the differences are just like, they're actually really extreme when you think about it. Like they don't seem extreme, but like coming back from America this time round, I've noticed it so much more. Even like the side of the road that we drive on feels wrong to me now. Oh, really? Yeah. And I've never felt before that we drive on the right. Like I've always thought we drive on the right side of the road and this is the correct way. Like this is it. And now when I've come back, I'm like, we're on the wrong side of the road. And it's we're we're the ones that are on the wrong side. America and do, do it the right way. Or do you have a... What's it called? A stick shift? Manual. Manual. <laughs> so American. So American. I'm like a stick shift. It's so strange to think like that because I actually, I've driven more here 
even when I was on a CRP compared to what I ever did in the UK. Like mm. it's, it's a big thing to go on the motorway in the UK. Here yeah. you just go on I-4 and you're like, yep, pray that you get out the other side. <laughs> it's mad. It, it's so it's so mad to me. That's so weird that you think that, what else do you think is different? Like every, I still say garbage and trash and people are like, okay. And there's this, like, I actually write the date the wrong way around. I write it the American way around. Do you? Because when we were at Disney, I was writing the date a lot on stuff that I was signing or anything like that. So it's really ingrained in my head that that's the way it should be. And everywhere I looked, you know, looking at people's IDs every day, I now really struggle to look at our IDs. I'm like, what is wrong? How is my brain in a year, not even a year, eight months, gone completely American like the words I you're say I, meant to be here, man. you're I'm, more yeah. I just feel like it's it's you're more American than I am <laughs> America does always feel like home for me and I guess it's like you I think from a young age I've been going there and I don't know I, I think it's always just been somewhere you know when you're kind of envisioning yourself somewhere it's always been America for me and I just I've never really understood why I've got such a, an attachment to California, such an attachment to Orlando. And I'm like, why do I have all these weird, like feelings towards a place that, you know, like California, I've never lived there. I've been there once. And I was like, this feels really right. And you know, Orlando, as soon as you go there, you're like, I'm home. And then when I come to the UK, I'm like, where am I? This isn't home. It's, it's very difficult, especially after like a CRP. I feel like CRPs, they really make your life, but they ruin your life at the same time mm. because you'll always go back and that will always be home to, honestly, if anyone that's done a CRP that's listening, like, that is always going to be your second home. Yeah. And even an ICP or anything. But for you, I just feel like you're so drawn to it here. And this is where you really thrive. Like mm. you really do thrive here. And I feel like you always are the best version of yourself when you're here. Mm. And not even necessarily Disney, just here. I agree. And I don't really, I, I think, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I've always felt uncomfortable here. Like I've always felt like I can't, I don't know. It's really strange. I was thinking this the other day. I can't openly vlog here and I can't openly like, just dress in anything I want to wear without feeling a little bit judged no matter where I am in the UK like I especially feel like that on the Isle of Wight because it's just you know it's a very small place you know many many people here and you just always feel a bit like self-conscious but for some reason when I'm in America I kind of would go out dressed however I want to dress and not really bat an eyelid at it and I'd pick up my vlog camera and vlog in the middle of Trader Joe's and not you know care if someone's looking at me funny because it's it's almost like everything in America is bigger better and more confident and like no one questions anything you do because it's America that sounds really weird but I feel like Americans are just way more accepting of strange things 100% especially in Orlando too yeah it Orlando is just so many different people from all over the world Mm -hmm. And like when I was in the UK, I always felt like I was just hopping from job to job and nothing really made me happy there. I felt like I was just coasting along until the next time I could go to Disney or anything. Like Disney has always had my whole entire heart. Mm. And I've never, if you said to me right now, you're going home and you're doing a job, I'd be like, what do I do? I have, I cannot see that there is anything in the UK for me to work at. The only thing in the UK for me is my family, my friends, and Marks and Spencers. <laughs> Can't go without Marks and Spencers. I love Marks and Spencers. I miss a dine-in for a £10. Even though I heard it gone up, I heard it gone to £12. The audacity. Oh, nice. Isn't that awesome? I know. That's not Inflation. Yeah. No, and like I that. really miss Percy Pegs. Oh, I really miss that. But yeah, no, in general, like I just feel like there's nothing there for me. And I feel very thankful that I met the love of my life doing the job 
that I love. Like I came out here to work for Disney and I just so happened to meet Ben. I didn't come out here for Ben. Mm. So now I can work at Disney and be with the love of my life. I just, I'm very thankful that that happened to me because that doesn't happen to everyone. No, it doesn't. I think that people kind of, they settle a bit in what they think is okay. And maybe the thing that is best for them has passed them by, but it, it will eventually turn around and come back to them. But I think for you, like you're just lucky. Well, not lucky, but I mean, it happened <laughs> to you. <laughs> the lucky thing is back. Um, yeah. I feel like it happened to you and you were open enough to like let it into your life so like you met Ben and you could have made the decision and gone I'm going to break up with him because I feel like I'm getting too attached and it's only going to upset me that you know I'm going to have to come back to the UK and instead you decided to go do you know what actually this is this is the person I want to be with so I'm going to do whatever I can to make this work and then you've got this out of it now it's it's all worked out for the best because you allowed you allowed yourself to trust in like the universe I suppose and yeah. let whatever's meant to happen to you happen yeah I completely yeah I completely agree with you boo I really do it's just crazy to think about and I don't know it's always nice to be nice yeah it's always, I don't know, nice, like, to be nice. it's always nice to be nice and if you always just do what you think is best then honestly how can you go wrong yeah just as long as you put yourself first but not in a you think you're hot shit way. If you do what's just best for you, I just feel like you'll ultimately live your best life. Totally. And I think as well, there's that gut feeling that you always get and that intuition. And I think that is so important to listen to. You always get like I've got an ex-boyfriend that I um when I got into a relationship with him the first night I was his girlfriend I had this really weird feeling on my gut that it just it wasn't right and I, I was so close to just going oh I think I rushed into this I don't want to actually do this um and it was right at the beginning and I remember just being like I'm not sure I'm certain that this relationship is right and I didn't listen to it and then the relationship was absolutely awful. It was just really not a nice relationship. It really didn't do anything for my mental health or for my self-confidence or just it did nothing for me as a person. Um, and it eventually ended after a very long time of me kind of being a little bit brainwashed by it, I suppose. But I didn't listen to my gut feeling at, at the initial time I should have. I didn't go, right, okay, actually... I feel like my gut is trying to tell me this isn't right and I should just kind of step away from it right now. I didn't. And then I had such a miserable year. Um, and then eventually, I think it always happens, like you are forced out of it one way or another. The universe does not let you stay in it. It will give you a massive way out. It will be like, right, here we go. The door's open and you're being pushed out. Right. And you right. know, I, I got out and I, I ran for the hills, never, ever, have ever looked back because I know it was so not right for me. Um, right. And I think, yeah, always listen to your gut, always listen to your intuition. And like you said, if you show up for yourself and always do stuff for yourself, you're always going to be okay. So you in that relationship didn't, wasn't like, okay, this, I'm doing what's best for me. Mm. You probably did stuff to be like, okay, this is what's best for him. Yeah. Like always put him first. And don't get me wrong, I do put Ben first in the majority mm. of things but you have to put yourself first in so many things like honestly in everything that you do yeah you always no matter what age like and always be in like a really healthy relationship if someone says I've I've never had Ben say to me if I'm like oh okay I'm gonna go see Haley he's like oh my god have the best time yeah. he's like I wish I could join you but he's working he's always wants the best for me yeah. and I always want the best for him and the best for our family but still rooted you have to do what's best for yourself oh 100% I think like, this... I bothered to go to Trader Joe's yesterday I was like mm, that's not gonna be doing bits for me when I'm in Sunday with with everyone I'd rather go on Monday and he's like okay I want cheese tonight but you know what that's not best for you I'll wait for tomorrow and then that is best for me 
Yeah. <laughs> then it's best. Get the cheese. Then it's best for the cheese. But I feel like so many people are so scared of coming across as selfish when they put themselves first that they they kind of like dim themselves down and be like, oh, okay, or, you know, there's such a mentality that's forced on all of us or kind of just present in everyday life where you're told that, yes, you're important and yes, your um, emotions and your feelings and everything are valid and yeah, that's fine. But at the same time, you do have to think of other people before you because otherwise you're seen as selfish. And it's like, no, do you know what? If I think that, you know, doing this would be the best thing for me, then I'm just going to fucking do it because at the end of the day, it's just me and me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That there's a difference of being what's best for you and being selfish yeah and doing what's best for you well no because you should always do what's best for you in your life yeah as long I said to, I, I said this to guests so many times like I would have never come out here if my parents did, I did not have their blessing to do so mm-hmm. and I would only do stuff in life that I know would make my family proud of me yeah. I wouldn't just be like mm, they've told me I can't, but my parents aren't controlling or anything like that, but I would always just want their blessing and everything that I've ever done. Yeah. Even, even though that it's my life. I don't yeah. know. No, that's very different. I'm very thankful that I have the parents that I have and the family that I have, but I've always been that, that rogue family member. I have as I've well. Never, you have? Yeah. I've always just gone, like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go around and get it. And do you know who's going to be like that? My niece. My niece is two, two, almost two, two, I want to say two. God, I'm a terrible aunt. And um, she is so sassy. And she's like, she was on the beach the other day and a seagull tried to steal her veggie straw. And she went, no. And like the, the veggie straw was in the seagull's mouth. And she's like pulling this veggie straw. And she's like, hell no, that's my veggie straw you're not eating it. And she's just, I just feel like she's just not going to take shit from anyone in life. And I love that for her. My sister is like, she is you. And I said, like, well, she's going to have a great life. She's going to go really far in life because she's not going to take shit from anyone. No, I think it's so important to be one of those people that you, I think when you're younger, you're kind of almost, I don't know, not taught or you kind of feel like you have to really follow a set of rules and that's all you can do. And you kind of just have to accept the card you're you're given. But I think for you and I, and I guess for other people that are kind of similar to us, we we kind of take those cards and go, mm, this isn't really the card I wanted. So I'm going to put these cards down. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to very respectfully go off and do my own thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it hard. I'm not just going to do it half ass. I'm going to, you know, really go for it. Like I think the the reason that I went to Australia and the reason I came to Disney in the first place is because I was trying to work in a job that I thought I had to do right. you know, a nine to five like doesn't ever really fulfill me it always leaves me feeling really like ah uh, like I feel like I'm always working for someone else then you know I'm almost like not allowing myself to be like as creative as I want to be or I don't know like I guess that sounds really selfish but I like no it's it's... not it's completely right you know your value Mm. and honestly like like Ben for example he would love to do a nine-to-five job that he would love it and I think he would thrive in it but for me and myself I could just not do it I couldn't think of anything worse and I just think it just depends who you are and also do you feel like people really go and live their life until they meet someone and they settle down and they don't really live their life anymore like people will go travel the world but once they get a boyfriend they then think they have to stop doing that and get a house and get married and have babies and Mm. then you're an adult forever rather than being with someone you can't you should you should always live your best life whether you're single or whether you're not yeah, a hundred percent. Like look at that. you and Chris. Like you went to Blumen, Hawaii, and you make all these amazing plans to live your life together mm-hmm. rather than just being like, Okay, now we're together, let's just make roast dinners and yeah. knit. <laughs> we're just going to knit and eat roast dinners together now. Yeah, that's all I you're think- gonna- 
I mean, I, they, there's definitely no shame in that. Like, I think some people that no, oh all, my gosh, zero shame. Yeah. Like, I think there's definitely people that that's kind of the perfect life for them and how they are so content and so happy. And it just like for that, that is completely satisfying and very fulfilling. Whereas for, yeah, for Chris and I, that's not, that's not how we see our life. Like we have so many plans to travel. We want to tick off so many different things and, you know, we want to do it all together. We don't, we don't want to hold each other back from doing things and we don't want to be like, well, you know, we could do this, but I think it's actually more important that we make roast dinners and learn to knit. I mean, whatever you're knitting, can I have a scarf in Florida? Yeah, sure. I mean, one day No, honestly, there is zero shame in that. I just think for for us especially, like I've just had a house. I've just bought a house and I just want to be in it. Yeah. You know, like I don't really want to go and do anything I don't have to do. Like I don't want to go to Disney. I don't want to go Disney Springs. I don't want to do any of that because I'm just like, okay, like this is a huge adult purchase and I want to be in it and I want to make sure Toby settled and do those adult things. But I wonder if it's because if you pick this house up and put it in the UK, would I still want to be that way? Probably not. Yeah, like I just got, think it's where I am. Yeah, it definitely is where you are. And you said not that long ago you were driving along and you had a billboard for Universal on one side and Disney and then SeaWorld in the background and you were like, fuck. Yeah, I'm you had those moments. Like I was driving home from work and I literally was at a traffic light and I saw it was like Hagrid's motorcycle ride and then to the right of me was Universal and then I could see the SeaWorld Tower and then the Orlando eye and I was like shit I'm in Orlando I'm really here and I really do not think that I'm lucky (laughs) again I I know how fortunate that I am that I can go and do these things because I've always said this even when I used to train people on my Mm. program I'm like people save their whole life to come here one time yeah. This needs to be the best experience that they've ever had. And people will never get to go to England. The closest they're going to get is the Rose and Crown. So I, I feel like I'm like, wow, people are never going to see these palm trees. Some people would only dream of seeing these palm trees. And this is my reality. It's like a level of gratitude, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you should always have that no matter how old, how young, or what you do in your life. You should always be thankful because tomorrow is never promised to you, Babs, is it? No. This is the thing with you. You're a very, very positive person. I feel like even in a really negative situation, you're able to like find the good and find something to be grateful for. And I feel like this is why you are very fortunate in what you have because you've always appreciated it and always taken the time to find a positive and you know be grateful for it and grateful is the word (laughs) wow yeah be grateful for it and always like you know appreciate it and yeah you've never taken it for granted which is why I feel like you've had more come to you because you've shown that you know it's such a blessing to have it truly and I feel like with this whole quarantine covid situation it should, I know it's really frustrating for a lot of people, but also like this brings you back to the roots of like what is important in your life, Mm. you know, and like people to spend time with and things to do. Like we don't need all of this crazy stuff. Sometimes you just want to sit at home with a gin and tonic and play Monopoly. Yeah, right. I think it, it, it's like going back to like you said going back to what's important and the small things and you start to realize like all all these clothes that I'm buying to satisfy like a small part of me because I feel like you know I need a bit of happiness it brings you like a tiny spark when you receive it and then it's gone and then like yeah literally anything you buy anything you have that you've kind of lost because of covid it's you start to realize like i didn't actually need that like that wasn't the thing that made me really happy and 
it's like the very simple things in life and like slowing down and just really rawly communicating with people and taking it back to basics you start to realize like oh life's actually really simple and I only really need very little in my life to actually feel real happiness and appreciate it 100% and like look at Toby he's so happy all the time and all he does is sleep eat drink water and go run around that's he's the happiest little fellow and he wasn't always like that. I mean, you remember when I got him, mm. he was just like really scared of everything. And like, he won't go into the hallway. And now he's like running up and down these stairs. Like I woke up this morning because he slept downstairs last night and his tail was wagging and he was like ready to get out of his crate and he was just ready for a cuddle. And he's just so happy. And I feel like we even need to strip it down to that. We don't need a lot in life and money never equals happiness. But I'm just... You've just always got to be grateful. You've always got to be positive. Well, no, because you can have these neggy moments and neggy vibes. But I oh, I found that it's like, why are you being negative and stressed and concerned about something that is out of your control? Yeah. If you... Ben said this to me. He was like, why are you stressing out about something that you have no power of? That is literally what Chris says. And I'm like, how do you have such calm, like, yeah. how is your outlook like this? Yeah, I, I don't get it. But that's, that's what he was. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to pass that wisdom on because that's very, mm. very true. Like, say, so you went to the doctors and you're waiting for results and you're like stressed about, out about these yeah. results. And it's like, okay, well, you get the results on Monday and it's Saturday. Why are you going to stop living your life for two days and be neggy and miserable because, because of Monday? Why don't you just wait till Monday and see what happens? And also you feeling all that negative and anxious emotion isn't going to change the outcome. It's just going to make it even worse for you. And no matter what the outcome is, it might be a really good outcome. And you've just wasted two days getting really frustrated and aggy and just not being a very nice person but nothing to have come out of it. It's just like, oh, it's actually really good news and I didn't need to worry. Or it's, you know, not great news and you've just spent two days getting really hot up and stressed about it when you could never have changed that outcome. And, you know, the outcome isn't a good one. And you then have to go, right, okay, so how do I, how do I tackle this? And where do I go from here? Rather than going, ah, screaming and shouting and being like, well, you know, the screaming and shouting won't actually change anything. No, it won't. And even when, when I, when I went to, do you remember when I went to the doctors and I didn't have good news mm. and it was like, okay, you have, you can cry and you can be upset and you can be really sad and frustrated and angry at the world. Yeah. You have 24 hours yeah. to do that. And then after 24 hours, we're going to be like, okay, this is how we're going to deal with it. This is how we're going to move on mm-hmm. with this. This is, this is what we're going to do. And we smashed it. Yeah. And I just feel like you are allowed to be upset and angry at the world, but why are you wasting so much of your time and your emotions and then people around you? Because if that was me, then that's going to turn Ben mad. And then, then when he goes to work, he's going to be frustrated. And everyone's like, well, don't go near Ben. Ben's in a bad mood. And then they're going to be like, well, did I do anything wrong? And then they're going to be in a bad mood. And it's just a continuous, vicious cycle of negginess. We don't like negginess. We hate negginess. And I just think it's always important to just see the positive things in everything and be a nice person. Like I go up to random people in Disney Springs. I'm like, that outfit looks bomb. You're killing it. My server will come up, especially now with masks. I'm like, your eyebrows are everything. This is what I love about you though. You're one (laughs) of those people that like doesn't have like you're just, there's no jealousy in you. You just, you always right. want everyone to know how good they look. And even like about yourself, you're the first person to say like, I look great today, which I absolutely love about you. I think it's <laughs> so important to be that way because, you know, it's just showing that you love yourself and like, that's the most important thing ever. And so many yeah. people really struggle to get that, that like, well, to get to that place in their life where they really appreciate who they are and they spend so much time looking in the mirror going, I look like shit. Uh, right. Whereas you stand there and you go, no, I look fucking bomb. Like I look I great look today. <laughs> but also like, don't get me wrong. Like I also have the confidence 
some days that I'm like, I look like a fish. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my confidence is so low. And this is what Ben says to me all the time. He's like, one day you'll be like, I'm a, I'm Shamu. And he's like, and then the next day you'll wake up and you're like prancing around in your bikini thinking you're God's gift. And I'm like, legit, like you have those moments. Mm. And it's really funny because I went for this job that I have at the moment. I went to my interview and he was like, tell me something that you're good at something like that. And I was like, I'm really good at three things in life. And he's like, okay, tell me. And I was like, I'm one of the best servers I've ever met in my entire life. I'm really, I'm a really good server. Mm -hmm. And my eyebrows are just one of a kind. They're absolutely incredible. And I can kick anyone's ass on Mario Kart. And he was like, wow. I wasn't expecting that, but I, I like it. And I'm like, you're welcome. And that's like a manager. Like you should never lose yourself no matter really, you know, I was professional for the rest of the interview. I mean, I got the job, so yeah. I, got, I got the job. But it's like, those are three things that I know I'm really good at in life. Mm-hmm. Like my sister, she's so talented in everything. Like she was on the netball team. She's really good at art. She's really good at languages. She was just really good in school. And I was just not like, I could never do it. I'm really creative. And I said to my sister, I was like, why did you get everything? And I got nothing. She said, Joanna, you got the good eyebrows. And I mean, she's not wrong. I love that so much. You got it's the good true. eyebrows. You and she, good she's eyebrows. like, she's like, but look at you, you live, in, you live in Disney World and you're really happy. So it doesn't really matter whether you can speak three languages or whether you have a degree in engineering micro space stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, it doesn't, whatever makes you happy because everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. As long as you are happy, truly, that's honestly all that matters to anyone and that's all honestly anybody should care about is really being truly happy and if you're not truly happy go out and get it and make yourself truly happy because at the end of the day you're the only person that can do that for yourself fucking men what a lovely end to today's episode i loved that little bit there that she said i just think it's so true i think so much of the time we focus on finding happiness and happiness being this end destination when really happiness is just a journey and it's something that we should i think just if you choose to do things that make you happy always then you're always going to be happy You know, you always have to look for the things every day that bring you joy or try and do things every day that bring you joy. Love and happiness are the answer to a good life, really. It's all very simple when you you strip it right back. But I really, really hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Joe. And if you take nothing else from it, please take that last bit from it and just, you know, focus on you. That's the one thing out of this. I think you are so important and it is so important to put yourself first, so important to put your happiness first and yeah I think that's what I took away from this conversation anyway so I hope that you guys can take that away from it too and go on to living a happy joyful life filled with good things but yeah I um I hope you're all doing really well I hope you're all having lovely Sundays or whatever day you are listening to this and as usual if you did enjoy this podcast it would mean the world to me if you could give me a review or just rate me on iTunes if that's where you're listening and I believe Spotify might have a rating system I'm not 100% sure but any feedback is very very welcome so thank you again for listening and I will speak to you next week for another episode Take-